Welcome to part one of Health System CIO's podcast interview with Russ Branzell, President and CEO of Chime. In this segment, Branzell talks about Chime's vision of becoming a digital organization, which was accelerated by the pandemic, how they were able to expand and even offer scholarships during a time when most organizations were retracting, the impetus behind creating a spring forum, and why he believes it's more important than ever for leaders to collaborate and learn from each other. It's such a general question, but when you think about, you know, how, how COVID really has impacted the time and um, just wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and how the organization had to pivot and make these, these difficult decisions about, you know, what was going to happen. Yeah, so it's, it's easy to say that, you know, like so many other organizations and they all have equivalencies of, you know, having people work from at home and all those kinds of things, but I'll have to back up at least to the summer of 19, in which our board gave us some pretty clear direction that no different than the, the future for healthcare was digital, digital health. Uh, they gave us some really strong strategic direction and vision to move Chime to a digital organization as well. And it doesn't mean we don't hmm. continue to capture everything you know, in a uh, in-person environment and continue to do what Chime does and does well. But for us to get our message out, for us to support the healthcare ecosystem, we were going to have to figure out how to scale and not scale from a big revenue perspective or scale from a gigantic cost perspective, but rather how do you reach a broader audience in an industry that's changing dramatically? And so they gave us some pretty clear direction. So we had a whole roadmap. Now, what occurred as no different probably for you and everybody else and our kids and our lives was what we thought was a two to three year plan really happened in about two to three months for us. So perfect example, we had almost a one year plan to put our whole digital education system, our learning management system in, we did it in 10 days. And so Tim Stedheimer, our VP of education, our great education team literally just said, we can do this. It's just gonna be crazy for the next two weeks. And they did it. They put an entire digital education system in place and we've offered hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of digital education programs now to people that in many cases, members and non-members that could have probably never gotten to that education in person due to cost constraints or travel constraints. And so the audience has expanded significantly. And our mm -hmm. team, um, I'll tell you what, I can't keep up with them some days. That's for darn sure. They launched by Christmas time, launched 40 new internal and external programs and initiatives. Oh, wow many of which you know, you've seen our digital education system, our whole digital health community, which is intended for the whole ecosystem. It isn't just for Chime members. Yes, we're always gonna take care of our Chime members. We're always gonna make sure that Nucleus is supported and done where it is. But even at a time when many associations were hitting harder times and letting people go and those type of things, we never had to do any of that. Um, matter of fact, we even added a position during that time but really proud of our boards. Uh, a perfect example is our education board, our education foundation board. They said, it's time to invest in, lean in and help people and giving over $200,000 in scholarships to women and minorities in a time when everybody else was forced to really retract, we were able to expand a little bit. And I think that's for doing the right things the right ways for a long time in a really, really amazing group of members that just really yeah. care about our industry. There's lots of examples of programs we launched during this time, but more importantly, we just knew there was one thing we had to do, and that was stay connected. And the amount of phone calls, Zoom meetings, all those kinds of things that maybe we wouldn't have done 
if we hadn't been in this situation. So we regrounded in some things as well. It was a great time. Um, I, I, I never want to go through COVID again, but there is definitely, I won't say it's a silver lining, it's a gold lining. We were able to reground with people in ways that really wouldn't have happened if this wasn't the case. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, it's similar to what we've heard in, in speaking to CIOs that for a lot of organizations, there were plans in place. You know, they were going to, going down this road of digital, but, um, you know, having to, to move so quickly wasn't necessarily in the plan. So I'm sure that having this network, it seems like that's been absolutely huge for people as they went through big changes in a short amount of time. Yeah, w- without a doubt. I I try to simplify things sometimes into easy thirds. There were those that were already heading down this path really aggressively, and it wasn't a big lift for them. Uh, I would say we're probably somewhere between there and the middle group, which was they had plans, they were starting, they were just kind of, and it was a little bit of a lift, but then there were those that really didn't have any plans and it was a huge lift for them. But the key is everybody did it. Everybody figured it Mm -hmm. out. And that's a testament to the industry. And and as far as, making the transition so that, that the fall forum was digital and, and boot camps were virtual, I should say. How did that process go? I mean, that, that's a big change from how things were. It is. And in many cases, we had to learn some of these things. Now, what was great was we have numerous faculty who teach at the college level and do it remotely. Uh, Tim teaches at Boston College in North Texas. I teach at Columbia. We have uh, professors for, that are also full-time CIOs uh, who teach all over the country and do it remotely. So there was a lot of learning ahead of time before those flexing things occurred. The other thing is our forum was in the fall, obviously November timeframe, and many went ahead. And we fully admit that if we would have had to do ours right after COVID lockdown kind of occurred, we probably would have made some of the same mistakes and same had some of the same issues we were able to learn from a lot of other people. And, and I work with a, a group of association CEOs and we meet every week and compare notes, what's happening, what we've learned, what we haven't learned. And they were all so sharing in what they experienced over the summer, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, and our team went out and did a lot of benchmarking. So again, it doesn't replace in-person and that interaction, but what it does present is a new opportunity for us. And we've seen that in both our education programs, whether that's our whole boot camp series, whether it's for CIOs or CISOs or medical informatics or whatever the case may be, there's always going to be a group of individuals that will not be able to, to either cost constraints and or travel constraints, meaning they just can't leave their job for a long period of time. A few days sometimes can be considered long. And now this offers them a great opportunity. And again, this was always on our roadmap. It just happened faster than what we ever anticipated to occur. I will say in many cases, the experience was tremendous. We had students from Saudi Arabia. We had students from Israel. We had students from, from different places in the, in the European Union that literally were getting up at 2, 3, 4 in the morning to attend class with us and didn't miss a class. It's, it's presented a new frontier for us. And so... Now it's not either or, but it really does present an opportunity for both um, and both in a really meaningful way. And um, when I was looking at the lineups for the spring forum, the fact that you're able to bring in some of these really heavy hitters, that's huge. And it's probably helped along by the fact that it is virtual. 
it seems like it's going to be a great opportunity to hear from people who are in big tech and get those perspectives. Well, I think so. And I think some of the question would be, you know, we added this program, not what you would call it the last minute, but we saw a void for two reasons. One in the industry and that there would be a huge mm-hmm. gap of people coming together and sharing with each other. And the other part of that is, uh, you know, Kate, you're you're an integral part of this. We, we don't consider ourselves to be a normal group. Um, and I say that in all seriousness, we, we, we consider ourselves as, as more of a fraternal order and the fact that we want to come together as a family. And it's just because you couldn't get together with family doesn't mean you don't stay in touch with them. And we saw that we really needed to make sure we were staying in touch. And to the great credit of Darren Dworkin, our education chair and the whole committee and our group said, but let's do this in a way that's a little different. Let's spend some time really sharing as an industry, industry leaders, really sharing the goods, the bads, the future, the present, whatever the case may be. And yes, maybe it's a little easier to do it digital, but I believe those same people would have showed up on a physical stage if we would have been meeting together in person. It just makes it a little easier to do it digitally. Uh, easier for them travel-wise, but uh, probably mm-hmm. more difficult technically to pull it all off. But you look at that lineup of, of just not from an ego perspective of who's who, but more from the thought leadership of people leading through the most dramatic time in healthcare and human history. And now we once again get to share and share leadership and best practice with each other. I, I'm just really proud of everybody and what they're doing and, and sharing with each other. Not that great keynotes aren't important and that occasionally we love to hear from some of those great thought leaders and authors that are out there and people in the industry, but we've got those same people inside our ecosystem and why not capitalize on that during this time? Yeah, absolutely. And with everything that's going on with Google and Amazon and Microsoft and all these organizations just really getting into the health IT space. I think that it's just going to be really valuable to hear right from those organizations. I know I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, we've got all the, the major EMR CEOs presenting. In yeah. Capacities. We've got big tech presenting. You can just think about it. The emergence of all these new players into healthcare, not in a bad way, in a productive way. And it really does mm-hmm. kind of map back to this consumerism model that we're going to how we all are going to have to figure out you know, how to change with healthcare as it changes. Yeah. And then you're also doing education or executive forums in the summer. That's something that's definitely new. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And we, we always assumed we would do two programs a year. And originally we said, okay, we'll do one in summer. We, we uh, incorrectly assumed that the whole world would be opened up again by summertime. You know, there's positive news that the vaccines are getting out and getting out in a big way. And uh, so we're, we're feeling really good about it. But this is really an intent to, to bring, again, thought leaderships around three hub cities for broadcasting purposes uh, to bring people together in those in Washington, Atlanta, and Salt Lake City, but also the opportunity maybe for some really small groups of people vaccinated and and ready to be willing to do this in some other hub cities and get together in small groups. Uh, We have heard through many, many phone calls and tweets and conversations and personal calls with people, they're ready to start getting together, but they're not ready to get back together in a big group. And and big groups are Mm -hmm. not hundreds at this point, never mind thousands. 
but they are starting to be willing to get together in some small groups. And I think we all need that. No different than families need to figure out how to start getting back together as things roll out from a vaccine and an immunity perspective. The same is true of our Chime family. They want to start getting back together in some small groups in some, some select cities that are out there. So we're going to try to put this together in a meaningful way that people can spend some time still complying with all the rules necessarily, absolutely necessary, but at the same time, making sure we really focus. And there's a lot, again, to capitalize post-spring into summer as we ramp into fall, and we'll focus on innovation and policy and our great members in this summer timeframe together. But we also need a little bit of time face-to-face and we think June timeframe, some small groups of people can start getting together and we're hearing it may be already occurring. So great opportunity for us and, and really for our membership. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.